Hey guys, it's Ashley from Wholesaling Out of the Box, and I am with Sean Bowen and Cam Peters to discuss our traction wrap-up for today. So what we're going to do is go through the six core components that we have discussed over the last eight, nine weeks uh, via the book, and we're going to tell you since, uh, the things that we've done and changed in our business since we started this project of going through and reading traction again. Um, for most of us, I think everyone had already read it before and implementing it into our business very intentionally um, so that we can move forward and have a better business. So the first core component is vision. And the biggest thing that we've done under this vision component is we took a day and like it says to do in the book and we went through and looked at our goals. So we each decided on what our individual and our company goals were going to be in one year, two years, three years, five, and 10 years. So that we can go and we have it all written on a document so that we can all see it and we can go through and kind of see how we think we're doing with that, what, where we were at at the time that we made the goals. And our idea here is that we're gonna, of course, keep looking at it every 90 days or so, so that we can make sure that we're on track. We also did um, quarterly goals for quarter four of 2020. So those are gonna be real important in the next couple of weeks as we start hitting that quarter, um, you know, hitting the, hitting the ground running. So I guess, Sean, Cam, do you guys have any, anything else to discuss about that? Like what you took from the book or what you think is important that we did in, or how we implemented it? Specifically on vision, correct? Specifically on vision. Yeah. I think uh, by us sitting down and hashing that out, it really gave, uh, as the owner, it gave me an idea of where the team wanted to go versus just what me as the owner wanted. Like it actually surpassed some of the ideas um, that I wasn't even thinking about, you know? So that was a really big eye opener as the owner of the company and what the team wants to do. That's awesome. Um, I think hashing these things out and figuring them out, it's like, I've got my own, but again, when you develop a team and where the team wants to go and how they want to grow and, what's going to happen. That was really cool. So I think if anything, it brought a lot of light to things that I had no idea about to what other people's goals and actions were that they're trying to take. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I used to think, um, cause the vision goes way back in my military days and your leader had a vision. And when I was young, I was like, man, what's that foofy stuff with this vision, you know? Um, but I grew to really understand that, that organizations without a vision, it's miserable to work in them. So um, I think that we do a really good job of that. And definitely uh, taking that day out to talk about those things kind of opened everybody's eyes because I think we were all thinking little things, but not just sharing them. There just wasn't a good time to share them, document them. Now they're there. And yeah, now we can look back and be like, all right, so 2021 is right around the corner. What's the first thing we're working on, right? And how are we going to get there? How are we going to um, reverse engineer that if you will to get there so yeah that, that's how I would wrap up the vision part yeah and, and I really do think we're going to say this about everything but every single part of this is really important for your business and that's why we we did this project and just for some extra background too we started this for the podcast or for for the YouTube channel and it was probably I don't know in May um, late May, early June, that we, we started reading the book and then started recording. So we've had pretty much the entire summer to 
not only read it the first time, but then think about it, really dive deep into it chapter by chapter as we went through. And I would definitely recommend going back and rereading the book and then re-listening to what we're discussing. Because like Sean said in our last episode, you every time you read something, you pick it more up. You pick up a detail that you missed before. Yep. Um, so moving on to the people component, this one's really exciting because a few days ago, we actually brought someone new on and it was something that we had like I said, been discussing all summer. What does this look like as we're starting to expand and to grow and how do we do that? And it was a, still a little bit of a surprise because uh, I don't think any of us realized we were gonna do it on the day that we did it. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, okay, <laughs> we're ready, let's go. <laughs> um, but it, it's really exciting that we have this person and they're a good fit with the company and they're gonna be able to grow with us as we grow and expand. So Sean, Cam, people component, right ass, right seat. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and that's a, that's a big vision component that comes down to people is that we as the team decided what we wanted to do and the vision of where we're trying to go, but what people do we need to get there? And that is totally the statement I'm going to use on every single one of these is the right ass for the right seat. And it was, it's kind of like a bomb that I pulled out, but at the same time, I felt like we were ready for it. Um, I felt like we'd already put all the pieces in play and we, we were stacking up tons of leads and we just, it was like, you know what, let's just go. We're going to go for the quarter and we're going to have this new person and they're going to come on and it's going to, everybody's going to embody them and help them. And like, there was one specific person and we're not we're keeping the name out just for a hot second guys, because this recording will be pre when that person comes on. So I'd like for it to be special when that person gets here and they're all part of the team. But um, this is a great fit a great fit for the company and I'm really looking forward to it, but yeah. And that goes for the roles of everybody, right? This is a jam that we have coming on, but as acquisitions managers um, and then dispositions managers, so Cam and Jacob and their roles and then playing dispositions manager um, to Ashley running COO and all the stuff in the background and all the stuff that matters, you know, the back of the house and stuff like that. Like this is all really important stuff. And I think, and this is another piece of this where we as a company, not that we had to discover it, but I thought it was even better because we kept going, like it's running joke, right? Squirrel, bring it back in, right? Or at the same time where it's like uh, the running joke of like changing lanes, right? Like keep your ass in your lane. Don't stay in my lane. Don't come over in my lane. And once you do like get back over in yours, right? Just a reality check for each person that if that person's over there, they know it, let them do it. You can bring up ideas, but that's their role. That's what they do. Let them go with it. Go ask instead of tell. Right. And I think that's a big piece of this uh, people component too, is everybody knows their role and everybody does really good at it. Um, and then as we grow, people will develop their own things and they will grow into that role and they will come up with new things that help that specific role define itself even better than it already was. Yep. Yeah. You definitely need, um, the right people. And I know it's like, kind of sounds cliche because everybody always says you need the right people in the right places, right? But it's truly like key. If you don't have the right people, then things, things don't work well. <laughs> and it's just frustrating and it's so much more difficult. So I think we're really good as a company of that we know a lot about each other and we know when something's off with each other, right? And we know when somebody's not clicking just right or when somebody's got something going on and we're always ready to step in and help. 
um, and take care of the team. So, and you got to have the right people to do that because some people <laughs> do not care about their coworkers and I don't get it. I wouldn't want to work for an organization like that. So yeah, people is definitely key. Yeah. Well, and I think we're realizing too, something we discussed is that we're going to have to trust each other too, when it comes to this, because as we're growing, we all might not, might not have the same amount of exposure with any one person before we bring them on. And so it might be, okay, well, I've talked to this person once and you've talked to them 10 times. And so we're going to have to trust each other that you're not going to bring someone on um, that's not going to fit with us, not going to embody our core values or anything like that. And right now it's not as much of an issue, but it is going to be going forward. So keeping that in mind as well, as you grow, you just, if you're starting out from the bottom, um, bringing the right people on, it'll create a culture within your company that will make it easier to keep that culture going moving forward because they're going to bring the people that bring other people in new employees, they're going to want to have the same kind of relationship, the same kind of uh, respect moving forward as well. Um, okay. So going on to the data component. <laughs> so this is something that we, I mean, we were pretty proficient in before you'll hear Sean constantly say data, not drama. Um, although I'm in the background, like, no, wait, drama too. I want that too. <laughs> but <laughs> when it comes down to it, we need the data first. And, um, so we actually started to scale back the data that we talk about which is kind of weird considering it's talking about tracking all of your data. Um, but we got to the point, I'm sorry. <laughs> let me let my dog in. The life of working at home, man. Yeah. It's real. He's so spoiled. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so we're, we're working on not talking about our data as much and sometimes that means even though we're tracking the same amount of data, if not more, maybe we're only discussing three or four numbers at a time in our weekly meeting or in whatever meeting, because those are the numbers that are most important at that point in time. And then in some of our larger meetings, we can all take the time to review the data ahead of time and anyone can bring up, oh, well, I noticed this about mail. So we need to talk about it sort of thing. So Sean? Yeah, guys, this is one that uh, you're listening to this recording or if you're listening to anything that Full Circle Investment Group does, and this is un uniform across the entire, <laughs> the entire platform, data, not drama. And we track everything. We are very analytical. But again, it goes back to at what point and where do those data points need to be discussed, right? So this was specific KPIs during our huddle calls and then during um, Ashley and I's huddle call that we do. So there's one that we do with each other on the COO and owner. And then there's one with the team. So everybody can kind of stay up to speed and what's going on because specific conversations get discussed specifically to save time. Right. So uh, that's very, very important. As the owner, I need to know a lot of different numbers. As team members, we just need to know specific numbers to performance on their departments. Right. And it doesn't matter. Like, you don't really need to deep dive everything, but because we were a smaller company, that was the norm when I started it. So we were able to fix that, right? We were, we were able to pull back on some of those discussions on the 
company huddle call and say, we don't need to see all that. We don't need to discuss all that. It's not, it's not important, right? If there's an issue specifically, it can go to that department head or person in charge and ask. Otherwise, it allows us to be more uh, focused. It allows us to be more direct to what the questions are that need to be answered and the numbers that need to be known. And if there's a spike or a lull in that performance during the week, right? And that's all that we're getting at by saying this because everything, guys, I mean everything. <laughs> we track it all. It's very important. So you want to start, you know, down to the minute thing of like, how long does it take to close a deal is very important right? We, this year we learned how to kind of clean one of those up. Um, and that was because we track everything. So yeah, being very specific to what conversations and who's involved, not that we're hiding anything, but it's just time value. We're, we're valuing the time to make sure that the things are being said that that person needs to be informed on. Yep. And I think that, um, you know, data is key to any company. So I think as a newer wholesaler, the sooner you start, tracking that data, the better. And, you know, it's easy to think in the beginning, well, I don't need that. I need a deal. You need to discipline yourself to track that data so that you can make decisions later. And if you wait until later, you're, you're not going to have the data. You know what I mean? And you're going to have to base your decisions off some form of drama or some sort of, sort of, some form of feeling instead of data. So very, very important. I'll keep this one sweet because short and sweet because we definitely um, know our data, but, um, I wish if I was on my own at the beginning, right, I would have started that sooner. Yeah. And uh, one other thing we implemented here was really looking at the, um, you know, everyone has a single number. And I think that has helped us as well to kind of focus in so that you know what your number is and what it needs to, like, what your number measures and what your number needs to be at for our, you and our company to be successful. Um, all right, moving on to the issues component. So something that we started, um, I think in July, late June, early July, was what we're calling biz dev or business development meetings. So we have our wholesaling out of the box meetings on the first and third Friday every month. If you haven't been to one, check it out. Dates are on our website, wholesalingoutofthebox.com. And before that, we come in um, ideally at noon, Sometimes things happen and we don't get in there at noon. <laughs> um, I say that as the person that was late last time. Um, and then we spend the three hours before that just going over any issues that we see in the company that we think we need to address, whether that be, um, you know, setting goals, hiring a cold caller. I mean, literally anything, whether it, it, you know, it's just super important that we get in there and we have that time face to face because we are a virtual company to really dig in and iron out what we're looking at, right? We, we write on whiteboards, we have our little parking lot, we have to call a squirrel a lot. Um, it, it's just like, you know, it, it's super important to us and I think it has helped us a lot with working things out. Sean? Yeah, huge. And I am the worst one at wanting to be stuck in an office. But um, this is something as you grow as a company and as an owner, you eventually see the benefit of doing this, right? Again, Ashley made a statement that we are a virtual company. Majority of our meeting times are this way in a virtual setting. Um, when this is being recorded, you know, it was in 2020, year of a, a pandemic. And it didn't kick us hardly at all as a beat. 
we were just trucking right along because it's kind of the norm, right? So for anybody that has that kind of setup or maybe future setup and did something like this, this is not, it's important to have that ability to be around your team if you can, right? And, and that visual of being in front of each other and being able to talk and just have a real conversation without just this virtual world, right? I have found that to be really important. And in this case, we do this twice a month. So that's six, three hours each time. It's six hours out of your entire month. So it's really cool. It's really changed um, a lot of different things for us as a company. Um, so I've really enjoyed it. It's, it's progressed us to just get things out and have a defined time where that's the other part too, is that meeting is everything's on the table. Somebody's got something to say, not that they can't ever say it, but like perfect time, right? You can say it right here, right now. Let's get it out on the table. Let's write it out. Let's figure it out. Let's do what we can to get through the issue. And that is exactly what this is, is defining issues and getting past them. Yeah, yeah definitely. And I think that this book and, and realizing how we wanted to grow and how we wanted to pivot um, kind of got those, those um, business development um, sessions underway. And I think we were all... I mean, we were eager, but I think we were all, um, we like being in our virtual world. We like being in our offices, you know what I mean? Our office at home, right? Um, but it's important sometimes to unplug from all that and go to someplace, and it could be anywhere, right? But just someplace that's not within your own environment, right? And to um, brainstorm and get the issues out and um, get an action plan to get them corrected, so. Yeah. And I mean, it's the little things that help you with your business. And it's not just with your business either. It's coworker bonding. I mean, something that is just as silly as they do where we hold it. They have different flavors of water every week or every day. And Jacob and I get so excited and it's become a bonding moment where if we walk in together, we're like, okay, guesses on what flavor of water it's going to be. And so it's the little things like that that help you as a virtual company. You don't get to have that water cooler talk. So now this is our chance to do that. <laughs> Who knew that infused water would be the moment of bonding? Holy yep. smokes. Oh my love God. It. I love this water. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously depending on the flavor, last time was grapefruit apple and um, I thought it was delicious. Jacob was meh. So, you know, it's kind of hit or miss, but. <laughs> You're calling squirrel on water. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's true though. It, it's the little conversations that you normally, if you work in an actual office, that you get to have just as you're walking by someone's desk that yep. we don't get to have. Yep. And so that's, it helps us kind of be together and remember, okay, you guys aren't just a face on the screen. We're actually here discussing things for our business and growing our business. And it's just really important, like everything else. Um okay so moving off to the process component so this is number five and one of the things we've done here because we already had some sops standard operating procedures and processes in place but we've started really dividing the company up into departments so we've got acquisitions dispositions operations and we're looking forward in 2021 to kind of defining that marketing department as well and it's part of, that was part of my goals also was to start separating the company so that we can have these processes uh, more laid out and just better in general. Because as COO, I'm doing a lot of operations right now and 
none of it is getting the attention it should be getting. But again, that's part of growth. We're not quite there yet to bring other people on, but it's where we want to go. And so these processes are important for that. Yeah, as a uh, owner, seeing the processes grow from uh, what it was being singular to Ashley coming on to have an acquisitions person to have a multiple acquisitions person, dispositions person, virtual assistants, like it is more important now. And this is to anybody that is trying to start this as a business. It is more important at the beginning to be defined in your process and procedures for what you are ultimately going to pass off to somebody to do that again, right person, right seat is going to do better than you did. So it's going to help it grow it. Right. And that's okay. You have to be willing to let go of that process for it to get better. So very, very important as an owner looking, you know, as the company comes up and what are happening to the pieces, very, very important to have that process. I think it's a running joke too. Still, it's like, well, do we have an SOP for that? And what is the exact process? Right. Cause now it's, it's like, it's, it doesn't even go any past. Well, we didn't have that. Now it's, it happens because then we're able to uh, push it off to somebody else that's going to take it over and do it and roll with it and make it happen. So very, very important to anybody that's thinking about growing a company. It's, you know, Cam mentioned it before. It's very singular in the beginning, but if you have the ability to listen to somebody like this as a company that's growing company that could go back and say five, eight years ago, like, Hey man, you do this and life will be a little bit easier. <laughs> that's definitely something I highly recommend taking the time to define your standard operating procedure that's going to get you your process that finishes you out and gets rev <laughs> makes money <laughs> yeah, and i think that um <clears throat> we're we're really good at recording videos of everything we do right and that's helpful and i've shared this with a bunch of the wholesale out of the box members to start that as early as possible because it's a good reference point for you even if you are um a one-person show right now right you can go back um, if you do that process and you only do it once every two weeks, right? Or you only do it once a month. If you don't have a recorded process in place or steps to follow, you're going to do it differently each time because you're just not going to remember. And so there's going to be variations in your process, which could lead to variations in your company, which honestly could cost you money depending mm -hmm. on how much of a variation it is, right? So um, it's definitely key to um, record those processes and make sure you're following them. And then you can hand them off to somebody else and then when the process goes a little, you know, sideways, you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, let's go back and watch that video. Are we skipping a step? Are we missing a step? Or did we figure out there was a step missing that we didn't create in the beginning, which um, just recently happened with one of the VAs where we identified that there wasn't a step in there that for some reason I thought was in there. And so we corrected that, but we had the video to go back to look at. So definitely key. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys. So on to our sixth and final component of the book, traction. So I think we've just showed you everything that we've been doing to get traction on all of our changes and stuff. And Cam brought up a good point, so I think we'll go a little bit reverse order this time about how it's super important to reverse engineer, to be able to know where you need to be so you can make sure that that traction is still going, that you're not just, uh, you know, sliding, I don't know the expression, I don't know cars, spinning your wheels. There you go. <laughs> You're spinning your wheels and not getting traction. 
So yeah. Cam, if you want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so I think the easiest way to, you know, there's, there's a saying, right? The easiest way to eat an elephant or the only way to eat an elephant or the best way, one of, the, one of those, is to eat it one bite at a time. So when, anytime you set a lofty goal, right? Or it's one of your 90 day goals, whatever it may be, it seems really daunting because it's this big thing in front of you. You know, like for example, when we um, started out uh, recording processes and getting our VAs to do data mining for us, um, that was a huge process because there was, I don't know off the top of my head, but how many courthouses, how many different cities we got to mine across the whole Hampton Roads, right? So um, the easiest way to do that was to reverse engineer and say, okay, well, what do we need to do this week? What do we need to do this uh, month? Or sorry, reverse engineer back from the quarter to the month to the week to the day, right? Work it back to what do you need to do um, and keep up with those goals and I was thinking about about that when we were just talking about that. And back then when we started that, <clears throat> we had two VAs and now we have five. So that's crazy. And we didn't, five was not even part of the process at that time, right? Um, but we've grown because we've got that traction uh, put in place through those reverse engineer steps to eat that elephant one bite at a time. So that's why I think it's key. And if I wrapped up the book into what to do, you know what I mean? Set those goals and then set those small steps on how you're going to get there. I think the, the, the obvious part of this is the word traction itself being the fact that that's what the book is. And I think it's interesting to see most people don't understand what it means. That the word is very universal, right? Like it's traction. And, and what does it mean in business? And if I could go back and shake my younger self or punch him in the throat and be like man you need to really get your act together of tracking processing and ultimately to get down to where you're actually making money this would have been i wish i'd had somebody tell me about this book years prior to just kind of like fumbling around and think i was going to do it i was fortunate enough to meet somebody because i was running around with a bunch of notebooks and not having any process or procedure and not having any way of tracking information to actually listen to that and actually put it into a, a process. Um, this book clearly breaks it down from the very basic process or very beginning basic process to what it ends in is like how to make traction and make revenue. It's so important to always be learning and this book, <laughs> and there's a lot of guys out there that you call them the traction thumpers, right? Um, that there's a lot of guys, different groups that just, they live, die and breathe by this process and cause it works. Right. So I would, I would, um, challenge you. Anybody's listening to this. I would challenge you as a business owner and single person that's trying to get up and run a company and then be a multiple company and you know, people's in your company, take the time to read this book and learn it. Take the time to understand where you're going hopefully taking the time to listen to this and get there, but do it, take the time because slinging mud against the wall is the most promising way to run yourself in the ground. Like it is the worst feeling ever. And I get to fortunately deal with people every single day and every single week that come back to the same thing. I don't, I don't know. I've been doing this for three months. I've been doing it for six months. I don't know why I don't have a deal and I always go back and ask, do you know where your marketing came from? Do you know how many calls came in? Do you know how many appointments you went on? 
Do you know how many contracts you got? Fell off? Do you know any of that kind of stuff? Always. No, I have no idea. So this is the time, this is the book, and this is the process that is going to allow you to get traction. And that's my feeling behind this book. And I will probably, we will probably read this thing multiple more times, but it is a game changer for sure. I feel like if anything, take the time to really put this book in play. It'll change your, it'll change your business for sure. Yeah. And I just want to say again, that this kind of started out for the podcast. Um, and I don't think any of us really expected all of the changes that we would eventually make <laughs> in our business as quickly as we did. I, I think we were doing it just to kind of discuss for you guys, but it just, it really did seep into what we were doing every day as we were recording these, um, going over it chapter by chapter, very in depth. It, it really changed how we were looking at the business. And I think that is really, really important. And if you can find someone that you're friends with that is also doing the business that maybe you guys can do your own little book club and it doesn't have to be chapter by chapter. It can be, you know, two or three chapters at a time, something where you guys are really sitting down and discussing how this could, how you can change your business for better or for worse. You know, you know it's, it is. It won't been, be for worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you do it, it won't be for worse. I promise you that. <laughs> yeah. It, it has really been a game changer. And just the way our business has changed over the course of when we started talking about this, um, you know, almost three, four months ago, it, it's crazy to think about. So that is it, guys. We have officially wrapped on traction. And if you have other books you think would be really good for us to read, just let us know. Reach out. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Um, our email is on there, is, on, is in the show notes. We're on our website. And give us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, anything. It really helps us get out there. Recommend us to your friends because we want to be able to keep doing this kind of thing. It has helped us and hopefully it's helped, helped you guys too. So that's it. And thanks again for listening and for getting all the way through this book with us, guys. Have a great rest of your day. Later. Later. Hey, everyone. It's Ashley with Wholesaling Out of the Box. Thank you so much for listening to our episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We've got a lot more content coming for you on your podcatcher of choice, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all of the above. So. We'd really, really appreciate it if you would be willing to write a review if you have the time today for us down on whatever, wherever you're listening to this, because reviews help us so much to get in front of more people. And it lets us see what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what you're interested in, things like that. So give us any kind of feedback. Sean and I are always saying we like all feedback, all uh, constructive criticisms so that we can get better, so that we can give you the content that you're looking for. So if you could leave us a review, that would be magical. And that's, that's it. Thanks for listening.